Welcome back to the Entitled Food Podcast. In this week's episode, Sarah Pam and I discuss junk food adverts, extra taxes on the food and drink we choose to eat, and exactly who is responsible for our diets. Enjoy! So in the last few weeks, Jamie Oliver has launched a new campaign called Add Enough, mm-hmm. which is a new campaign designed to encourage the government to put a watershed on junk food advertising for kids. And I just wondered what you guys thought about it. Well, I think um, definitely there, there's the ad part to it, but I think the campaign is a bit bigger than that. Yes, there's, um, there's lots of arms to it. Yeah, I think um, the, the ad thing, to be completely honest... I'm not really sure that it's going to change anything in terms of like kids, they, they, they are online, they are on YouTube, they are on like, they just, I, I don't think they, we watch, not just the kids, but we watch television traditionally anymore, but no. like all the ads in between and stuff like this. I don't think that, but I agree on the other kind of part of the campaign and just maybe giving, um, a platform for people to discuss to get to get some realization about how bad heating habits in general quotation like quotation mark really um has become in this country not just in this country i think it's a no, problem it's in a the ge- western it's, world it's the western world generally but i think certainly in the uk we are we have much worse eating and alcohol drinking habits than anywhere else in Europe. My dad was in Europe a few weeks ago, in France, bizarrely, (laughs) and had said that he was in a supermarket or hypermarket, giving it its correct name, and they had like litres of wine for Mm. like two euros. Mm. Now here... (laughs) Sorry, I'm like... Uh, yeah, don't I mean, buy it. <laughs> yeah, of course you wouldn't buy it. But what I more meant was that France was able to have mm, mm. liters of wine available for you know two pounds. Mm, mm, mm. It probably tastes like bleach. Yeah. But it does. what I more meant was that in the UK, mm. not in the UK, sorry, in Scotland specifically, mm-hmm. we've just introduced a tax or a levy on mm-hmm. the amount of alcohol units mm. in booze mm. to try and cut down on alcoholic drinking mm-hmm. now i think it's i don't think it's gonna work is mm-hmm. the honest answer mm-hmm. my bigger concern is that the bottle of cider which used to be five pounds mm-hmm. is now 14 pounds mm. if you're an alcoholic yeah, um let's be honest and you're drinking that kind of thing the chances are that you you maybe don't have the most money in the world mm. if you've got children are you going to choose to feed those children tonight or are you going to choose to buy your bottle of, of strongbow mm. that i should say the other ciders are available that was not an attack <laughs> on strongbow mm. I've, I've no problem with cider being five pounds mm. or whatever but i think that that aspect of it is quite a dangerous thing mm. actually because you're trying to improve the health of a nation mm are they causing a different kind of problem? Mm. But I, re- I realise that's a sidestep you're talking about drinking, but that in France, they just don't have... In France, in Spain, you know, all these places don't have this super unhealthy relationship mm. with alcohol. And I think food, actually, mm. the way that we do in the UK. Mm. But it was funny how you said as well, your dad went to Europe. And I think that's that's the starting point. I don't want to <laughs> get into, like, Brexit and all of this. Well, right? no, but, but that's be- the starting point of it. Like, I understand... Britain is an island and you see continental Europe as Europe. And I'm like, that that starts, that stems all the kind of like ha- eating habits, maybe the bad ones that have developed mm-hmm. here. 
definitely comes from this because you have more um I, I hate what I'm gonna say maybe but like an American way of oh, eating absolutely, now, absolutely. which is maybe it's tempered in the rest of Europe. Mm. Yeah. It is tempered, it is there. Mm. Do it you, depends where you go. Do you think but, it's maybe okay, so here's my take on it that I'm of a generation that can still remember you only getting strawberries for six weeks a year. Mm -hmm. Do you know? You would only get new potatoes in spring. You would get the old potatoes in the summer. I am of that generation. You guys probably don't remember this, but I remember being at high school and fruit not being available all of the time. Mm -hmm. You would only get specific like berries and things like that throughout the year. You would have frozen berries, but you would never get strawberries from Israel mm. yeah do you know that kind of thing which we do now and I wonder how much of an effect that had on my parents and my parents parents and it's now come to me that I like carbs mm. do you know I eat a lot of potatoes mm. because potatoes was abundant in the UK mm -hmm. while everyone was growing up so I grew up with potatoes and chips and that kind of thing and that then has a knock-on effect mm -hmm. and I wonder what the difference is when you look at kids in Italy or Spain mm -hmm. or France that grew up at the same point I did mm -hmm. and maybe had a different larder to pick from yeah, and possibly a cheaper larder as well because a lot of the produce that's on sale in Scotland is, you know, it's game, it's steak, mm -hmm. it's fish, which mm -hmm. when I was growing up would have been perceived as treats. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how much, do you know, that Italian culture of having like the olive oil and the yeah. cheese and the cured meats and mm -hmm. how it's just a, it's a different relationship my generation have with food than I would hope we're trying to encourage younger kids now to have with mm -hmm, food mm -hmm. and trying to stop the problem at my generation and try and encourage kids just to be a bit more mindful. Mm -hmm. Just being more aware. And Sarah, you actually said something really interesting that stuck with me mm. a few episodes ago about um, you were eating mindfully. Or no, the girl on YouTube... Yeah, when you were talking, when we were talking yeah. about YouTube, and mm. the girl was taking her time to eat mindfully, mm -hmm. and it really stuck with me because I thought, you know, we talk about all these amazing foods we go and eat, and the amazing places we go and eat, but do we mm -hmm. are we mindful of it? Mm -hmm. Do you know? Do we take? Are we too busy drinking wine and chatting with friends because mm -hmm. it's a social thing? It is. Mm -hmm. yes, are we yeah. aware of of what we're eating? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and I'd mm -hmm. like to point out while recording this podcast, mm -hmm. I'm currently munching on some soft eat <laughs> pink lady. Um, like dried fruit, which is my new thing to try and be more mindful of what mm -hmm, I'm eating. Mm -hmm. There's only 200 calories for 100 grams. <laughs> I would just like to point out that I am practicing what I preach and trying to be more mindful of what I, I'm putting in my body. Actually, no, yeah, sidestep. Uh, I actually went to a mindfulness eating retreat. Ooh, oh, that sounds really interesting. Yes. I mean, it sounds a little bit hippy dippy or hipster or whatever, but, <laughs> but we are but, hippy dippy yeah. hipster, so it's fine. But I mean, Safe like, okay, I didn't expect anything from this retreat it was just a day i was meeting people making raw raw cakes and like uh, i love a raw you know, cake yeah by i love raw cakes, sorry yeah. sidestep on our sidestep love a raw cake <laughs> yeah me too i really i love raw cakes yeah. um you have to find the right texture but uh, for me i i'm about textures but anyway yeah. anyway so i went for this uh, retreat and you know we spent like 10 minutes in silence just eating fruit and it was I mean, I kind of, I eat alone all the time and I kind of take my time when I eat. I'm a slow eater. I chew, I don't know, 30 times before I oh swallow. Oh my God, yeah, I'm really? A slow, I'm a slow eater. So like when I go to, yeah, when I go to a cafe alone, I don't look at my phone usually and I people watch and I just eat like mm -hmm. really slowly. I'm I love like that. This. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. A, I'm, I've always been a slow yeah. eater. But when I went for this mindfulness retreat, she was saying like, you know, when you're doing this on your own, 
try to appreciate what's in your mouth you know flavors what goes into mm-hmm. your mind while you're eating mm-hmm. you know and then you realize certain flavors like we were talking about trying different fruits and how do we know if we like it if we've never actually acknowledged yeah. what the fruit is right so uh, mindful eating is quite nice it's actually kind of therapeutic as well because mm-hmm. you're kind of on your own thinking mm-hmm. and eating at the same mm-hmm. time it's like it's very strange yeah. but you should try it although it sounds very hippie dippy it's just sitting in silence enjoying food and yeah. just eating I think, slowly yeah. I think there's 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 an argument to, mm. I mean obviously this is a mass childhood obesity our diets generally in the UK slash Europe slash America do you know all of these mm-hmm. things I think it's a much much wider issue than we could cover yeah. in 30 hours of podcast mm-hmm. never mind 30 minutes but I think it, there's a few fundamental points and I think not being mindful of what we're eating like portion control yeah. portion yeah like yeah. Yes. like okay so this morning mm-hmm. for my breakfast I had Vanilla yogurt. Mm-hmm. It was low fat vanilla yogurt, but I realised that doesn't mean anything. No. Mm-hmm. Just because it's low in fat, still got hundreds and hundreds of sugar. Yeah, yeah. I get it, you yeah. know. But mm-hmm. I tend to I tend to try and go on a calorie count mm-hmm. rather than you mm-hmm. know, all the other bits and yeah. pieces. I had that with a banana, mm-hmm. some granola, mm-hmm. and some little Reese's chip things. Mm-hmm. And I freehanded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped and sat down with my coffee, mm-hmm. which was made with skimmed latte, skimmed milk latte, mm-hmm. and I stopped and I thought, this is probably an 800 calorie breakfast. Mm-hmm. Even though it's good for you, mm-hmm. do you know, it's you're getting fruit, you're getting, mm-hmm. you know, your really good fats that come from yogurts. Mm-hmm. It's still about 800 calories. When realistically, had I have portion controlled that, which mm-hmm. we really should be doing, it was maybe a 300 calorie breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is we freehand a lot of stuff and we actually have no concept of what a portion is. Like when you see, mm. you know, crisps are 150 calories for 30 grams. Mm. That's great. Mm. Who's eating 30 grams of crisps? Because I don't think I've ever <laughs> eaten 30 grams of crisps in well, my life. No, but that comes as well. Like I think... That's the thing. For example, yes, you will eat the bag of crisps if mm. you're having crisps, mm. but I'm not necessarily going to have them every day. Yeah. So yeah. that comes with this as well. But in terms of the portion control, massive, massive problem. Mm. And we, I, I don't think we are necessarily guilty ourselves. You're saying, mm. oh, I'm free-handed everything and I should have thought about it, blah, blah, blah. Where does that come from? Yeah. That comes from the way we have been taught to yeah. eat. Yeah. Yeah. Not by our parents, yeah. but by the actual food industry yeah and yeah. you go like the one thing that absolutely i hated a couple weeks ago i went to a big chain mm. cinema world to go mm. and see a big movie right mm-hmm. and what movie was it ooh, was it avengers was maybe it avengers? no maybe. spoilers <laughs> <laughs> but what i mean is like i went there and i i actually i like my wee independent cinema where it's like you know french movie on the screen blah blah blah. oh my if god I'm you're go- so french if i'm going <laughs> if i'm going to see avengers i'm gonna go to like the, the big thing with the yeah. popcorn and everything. Yeah. The nachos and the disgusting and cheese sauce. You, exactly. Well, that, that, not that far. Not that far. I'll stay with the popcorn. Okay, then. The, yeah. the, the but, bucket of yes. But, you know, well, it's exactly what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, what I like to, to do in the cinema world, mm. my, one of my guilty pleasure is the vanilla um, Coke Zero oh. that they have, right? Oh, one of my favorite kind of guilty pleasure thing. Cineworld, mm. I didn't realize, mm. has stroke a deal with Pepsi, I think mm-hmm. very, very recently. Mm-hmm. So before I was going to go to the fridge, mm-hmm. get my 500ml bottle mm-hmm. of my Coke Zero and my popcorn whatever and go there. 
that day they didn't have anything like it was weird stuff because it was all affiliated with Pepsi and it was uh, Pepsi yeah. ginger like you know the bottle yeah. was like all different oh. and I went to the counter and I was like well I'll take just like one in the machine right mm-hmm. and I said oh I just want like a normal portion I didn't mm-hmm. really realize when he was when he was saying to me oh do you want regular or large mm-hmm. and I said oh regular mm-hmm. this thing was massive yeah, 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 massive yeah, yeah. right massive I drinks. took Pepsi Max which is you know, not that good for you, but it doesn't have mm. calories or whatever in it. But some people will take the normal Pepsi. Yeah. Imagine the amount of sugar yeah. in it, yeah. right? And what they don't tell you, and it's the same thing for the popcorn, and yeah. I, I was actually revolted when I realized this, is that they say, regular or large, there is a small por- yes. portion. The small portion exists yeah. and they don't advertise yeah. it. Yeah, See, yeah, that's, yeah. that's part of the problem. <laughs> what I would say, though, just to be, to be fair about popcorn uh-huh. popcorn as long as you're not having sweet or having it covered with toffee or oh, butter mm-hmm. is an incredibly yeah. healthy yeah. nutritious tra- yeah. snack so I always get I, to be fair I get the sweet salty popcorn or I get salted popcorn mm-hmm. okay salt's never great for you but if you bear that in mind throughout the rest of your mm-hmm. diet you can have a giant one of those buckets yeah. of popcorn mm-hmm. for virtually nothing however if you have the hot dog and the nachos and mm, cheese mm, mm. and the gigantic bag yeah. of Maltesers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, you're leaving, you've eaten 15,000 mm. calories in an hour and a half. Mm. So on that, coming mm. back to that campaign that um, Jamie Oliver and you, Fernley Whittentall, mm. um, yes. is on as well. Yeah. I've watched the programs, I just have one more to watch mm-hmm. that he did on that. I agree with big brands um, doing like the... The, the like kind of uh, red uh, like a disclaimer y- yellow and oh, the green thing the nutritionist values oh, yes. on the front oh, 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 oh. with so the yes. portions yes. and so, calorie counts yes yeah. so I well, calorie it's not as much as the calorie count, mm. count really but it's more like the intake of like salt and fat and I stuff see, like that sugar and mm. carbs and so mm. big brands should mm. have to apply That's to this true, like yeah. own brands do it mm. they kind mm. of have to like yeah. put the color yeah. because let's be honest we're mm. busy we don't yeah. necessarily like look at every Everything in the packets, yeah, yeah. 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 But a color, if it's red color, yeah. you like you don't register the number necessarily, mm. but you're like, mm, I have to be mindful of the portion or the thing of the yeah. right. Yeah. That on that campaign, hundred, two hundred percent agree with it. Mm-mm. Here's the problem. I kind of think I am seriously against the state being involved in any kind of, you know, you we are going to charge mm. you this for X. We're going to charge you as a consumer this for sugar, for Mm-mm. fats, whatever. What I'm a big fan of is why are the government mm. not saying to food producers, okay, if you would like to sell food in our country, mm-hmm. these are the rules. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you have to have this labelling. Mm. Per gra- per 100 grams of, you know, the, you can't sell a chocolate bar that's more than, you know, 400 calories per X amount of 100 grams, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. There should, the legislation and the focus should really be on the food industry to say, you can't sell this in our country mm. if you're not adhering to these rules. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's still kind of state control, but the state is then trying to control the food industry mm. and not mm. people. Mm-hmm. And I wonder kind of where, where is the society, personal responsibility... Mm stops and Mm. state responsibility starts Mm, okay i would say one actually that might exist already because eu laws are quite strict when it comes to food importing food into the country right i mean i'm not sure what it's going to be like when brexit happens however (laughs) nothing will change with food standards (laughs) standards however yeah okay so the thing is like if you do read labels on food packaging um 
it's not that it, the information isn't there. It's just that you don't understand it. It's because they yeah. use they purposefully use words that aren't familiar to mm-hmm. the society. Like they use uh, scientific words or what. I mean, it's just easier if you just say there's no sugar on this thing. You know, like it's so much mm. more understandable. You know. But the thing is, so they say there's no sugar, but they don't say yeah. there's no sugar. But there's three billion calories exactly in fat. see that's the thing so it's more of like an advertising thing which i suppose jamie oliver could be tackling but he's tackling it in a different way that doesn't really tackle the actual information of the yeah. advertisement you know he's just saying let's block out advertisements after nine and then this will help solve a problem well, that's th- actually grassrooted to be honest with you, in- i actually don't think jamie oliver thinks that banning the ads is going to do no, anything yeah, because yeah. like we're saying earlier we don't watch TV the way yeah, we used to. Exactly. We watch and catch up. I watch Netflix. Mm. We watch YouTube. I mean, my niece and my nephew, who are my nephew is six and my niece is ten, they don't watch TV. Mm. They watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. They watch YouTube. Do you know, banning McDonald's from showing a hamburger. And I need to be honest, I can't even remember the last time I saw a yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really did. Yeah, me too. And here's the thing. And I am religiously watching this morning from mm-hmm. Monday to Thursday because I have a love affair with Phil and Holly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, do you know, there's adverts and things that go on. And I'm not saying the advert isn't there. I'm saying who sits and watches the mm-hmm. advert. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger thing that he's trying to achieve, perhaps, mm-hmm. is just raising awareness mm-hmm. and trying yeah. to get people talking yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Because, I'll be honest, I think the campaign's stupid. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's a terrible campaign. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think it's a stupid thing to mm. be saying, well, yeah. what? how can we improve it? Where does it start? Mm. Does it start in high school? No, because mm. the damage is done. And I yeah. have a friend who's a high school home economics teacher. And she had said that by the time the kids come to her or come to school, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. The damage is done at primary school age when it's adults making those decisions for the kids. Mm. So we don't need to see the kids to stop them seeing mm. an advert for McDonald's mm. because a kid getting a McDonald's as a treat is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. As a treat. Yeah. Mm. This is the key for it. That yeah. I think sometimes that we live in uh we've spoken this before, we live in a consumer driven society. We mm. all want everything. I'm terrible, do you know? I'll go and buy a handbag on a Saturday, the shoes on Sunday, <laughs> on Monday I'm buying a jacket. Do you know, mm. we're consumer driven and that applies to our diets as well. Mm-hmm. In that we just buy stuff we see is branded and things. And the problem is our generation that has to stop it. And we stop it by mm. educating our own children. But mm. yeah, but that's the thing. I agree that we are consumer driven. I am the same. Talking about food, I'm consumer driven. I lose my shit when I see not butters of every kind. Oh, in like absolutely. a hipster, a hipster yeah. city. Yeah. But that's... I, I will buy loads of like different flakes for my porridge and different mm-hmm. and be like, oh my god, oh my god, this is amazing. Where but it comes from education. Mm, it yes. comes from how food has been taught to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I understand the problem of the government kind of putting his nose nose sorry. I understand the problem of government putting his nose into Business, private business of mm. how you run a household mm-hmm. and understand how it, it can angry people but I think it's because we are now too far away from a kind of like normal relationship with mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. that it might need a slight push now I don't agree about the government just like taking the whip and kind of saying yeah. Psh, this yeah. is not what you should eat. Yeah. This is not what you should mm. eat. I think the problem is more complex than this. And oh, it absolutely. Needs, the government needs to 
probably help like food dessert like mm. where there's no fresh food available and stuff mm-hmm. like this more than anything yeah. more than just pointing and putting the blame but here's the thing though i think that fruit and vegetable is available if you want to get it like mm. Lidl's and all these and all these places sell them and you're not talking about i mean i i think about fruit and veg and i'm thinking about going to my local greengrocers mm. now i realize in the uk i am incredibly fortunate to have mm. a local greengrocers yeah. where it's all local produce, it's beautiful, and it's paper bags, and you know, you get your hands in yourself and you put it in. That is a luxury now in mm-hmm. the UK, and I want organic fruit, you know, I don't want plastic in it, and I take a very hipster approach to fruit and veg, but in all days, you can go and buy a punnet of strawberries mm. for a pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think the, the problem isn't that it's not necessarily available. It's not available everywhere, mm. but I think if... For most people in the UK, you can get your hands on fruit and vegetable. It's people not knowing what to do with those fruit and vegetables Mm. that are the problem. And Mm. also, I think as well... Now, I am guilty of this with my niece and nephew. My nephew likes pizza. So when he is with me, if I don't know what to feed him, I am buying pizza from Domino's because I know he likes the pizza Mm. from Domino's. Mm -hmm. I know his mother, though is hiding vegetables in lasagna. Mm. Do you know, and that kind of thing. Mm. And I think that's maybe where the education needs to come mm. from. The education isn't shouldn't be for children. It should mm. be for adults. Mm. And banning adverts on TV is not educating yeah. adults. Yeah. It's just stopping... And it's not, and it's mm. not stopping kids, let's be honest, mm. because kids yeah. live on, like we do, live on social media. Mm. And I think yeah. maybe if we were just a little bit less inclined to please our children and just feed them because they have to eat something mm. and they won't eat mm. if a child is starving it'll eat mm, yeah exactly. you know and i can understand why as a parent you want to make your child happy because i know when we've got our nieces and nephew i spend all the money i try and buy their affection <laughs> do you know i'll i'll give them anything they want oh. i'll give them ice cream for their bed do you know that mm. kind of thing but i like to think that if i had children myself well if you don't want to eat your vegetable baked lasagna that's fine. Mm. You'll get your breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Mm. And a child will learn quite quickly, oh, I'm starving. I better just eat it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say that there's two things. It's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing where it's embedded into the nature of your society as to how you uh, tackle food, right? Like for Audrey, she's French, so she grew up in a way that she understands what type of foods are good for your body and what to avoid, like not having McDonald's in France, for example, <laughs> you know, that helps, you know, that really helps. <laughs> it's embedded in your society. So I would say that even in Malaysia, I wouldn't say that we are the most healthy mm-hmm. country either. We actually have the biggest um, biggest percentage of diabetic people mm-hmm. in Malaysia, really? in the whole wow. of Southeast Asia, yeah. Because we don't understand how sugar can lead to diabetes you know like we love sugar we're a very sugar driven country we just love love sweets yeah and also we have a lot of people with the high blood pressure because we also love salt (laughs) so you know like my my dad has high blood pressure for example so and he eats a lot of food well actually now you see he grew up with this uh this this uh need to eat salty foods because a lot of our local foods has um meats and like certain types of spices that just have high content of salt but because he understands that it's very unhealthy for him now he's much older he can't risk you know Mm -hmm. he can't risk indulging that much he understands that he cuts off his carbs he cuts off rice he cuts off his meats he eats like boiled vegetables Mm -hmm. and like he understands so i think it's more of like the 
embedding this practice into your culture and also understanding as an individual how you tackle food. You know, like it's an yeah, individual no, thing as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's because like I'm my I'm a lean person, but I can eat five times a day. Oh and my I god, eat... that makes me so jealous. <laughs> and I eat a lot. Mm-hmm. I- I'm hungry now. So I'm like, I'm starving. <sighs> that's, <And> I had a... <laughs> that's like the dream. And I had a huge breakfast. It's, it's a genetic thing. My mom was like this as well, apparently. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like, for example, I'll tell you a normal day what I have for breakfast, okay? So I wake up, I start the kettle to make my coffee with milk, with um, foamed milk. And I usually, if I have bacon... I'll have smoked bacon, two two smoked bacon, two eggs, uh, two slices of bread with peanut butter on it, and then I'll have an apple cut up. That's my breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then that's like at nine, and then at twelve I eat something else because I get hungry already. But so, I'm I'm kind of crazy. I'm the same. Yeah. Well, I'm the same in terms of just having like a big breakfast. I believe in this. That, mm. But this is again, mm. this is what my parents taught me. Yeah. Mm. My parents don't get. We talked about this before. They don't get the concept of brunch. They they have like <laughs> so if we're gonna have something at eleven thirty, they're like, oh yeah, but what when what we gonna get for breakfast we're not gonna step yeah. out of the house without yeah. something in your stomach but i have like my, my thing is porridge i have quite a big porridge but mm. good fats for you not mm, butter mm, yeah. loads of fruit blah blah yeah. blah mm. but i need my snack mid-morning and then i will have a very decent lunch and mm. then another snack at four and then mm. a very decent dinner yeah this is how i've been taught to eat and i i i think i, I think i'm mindful of mm. what I eat, but at the same time, I have my treats and I live for food. Mm. Like, I mm. absolutely do. But I think people that are maybe find themselves in having, like, diabetes mm. because of their diet. Yeah. Like, mm. I'm, I'm talking about mm. diabetes type 2, yeah. brought on by mm. your diet, yeah. very bad diet, mm. are not necessarily enjoying what I think, for example, like a Reese's Pieces is a treat for me. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, this is all like, this is so good. That's, n- that's but not just, treat. It's not that's a treat normal, for them. Do yeah. they enjoy exactly. it? No. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so sad in yeah. a way as well, mm. is that you don't enjoy what you eat anymore well, and you get yeah. yourself sick with it. So mm. this is why I think we need to put it on the forefront mm. of the news and, and just yeah. maybe the politics. Mm-mm. So I'm tr- like I said, Anna, I'm trying to make myself more mindful mm. of what I'm eating, you know, and just be more aware of what's going into my body. And I think that's something that needs to be more widespread. I think mm. if we could just make people just a little bit more aware mm. and understand that like I've been terrible in the past and I'm trying not to be terrible now mm-hmm. I have a treat drawer in my house now I should point out there are two adults and two dogs that live in my house mm-hmm. our treat drawer could feed I think a family of four for about a year and a half in <laughs> oh my gosh okay it's got like because the thing is I really love them M&M's mm. so whenever MD I know goes to America they mm. bring me back big bags of mm. M&M's they bring me back Oreos I don't eat them all the time you know they're just in there and I'll have a couple mm. so what I am re- have been really bad from the past I'm trying not to be bad for now mm-hmm. is that in my treat door which is massive mm-hmm. um, do you know I'll open that while I'm looking for something for dinner yeah. and I'm eating three M&M's then mm. I'm having a little minstrel, mm. do you know? And that's why I'm looking in the fridge for something to eat mm. and just try and stop that need to constantly have something going to my mouth mm. and be more mindful of, am I hungry? And the other thing mm. I've done this month, actually, I'm obsessed with Diet Iron Brew. Oh, now, yes. is that unhealthy? Well, it's not got any calories, 
it's not good for you, Thor. No. Do you know? And I think that's the thing. We think, oh, well, if we cut out sugar, we're all going to be super healthy. No, mm. that's not the case. We have so many pesticides and, and E numbers and, mm. and all this crap that mm. goes in all our food. Mm. Um, the iron brews just as bad for you as Coke, just yeah. in a different way. Yeah. So I'm trying to only drink water this month. And what are we now? So today we're oh, about halfway through the month. Mm. And already I can feel the difference in my skin. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, I'm only drinking yeah, water. Yeah. And I do not even miss the fizzy juice. The first couple mm. of days was horrendous. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now I'm just like drinking water. It's fine. Well, and wine and coffee. Do you know? All of, <laughs> yeah. all of the important water. Yeah. Choose, choose your battles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? That's actually an amazing way to put it. Mm. You just need to choose your battles. Mm. Do you know? Do you want a latte? Do you want a digestive biscuit? Because you can't have both. No, mm, which, I agree. Which, because they're about the same calorie-wise. Yeah, and I yeah. think maybe if we could just get people to focus on, well, just be mindful of how many calories yeah. you're eating. Then once we tackle that, okay, well, mm. do you know, maybe using your 100-calorie digestive, mm. maybe have a banana instead, just mm. once a week. Yeah. And yeah. try and build up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I do think is quite interesting is speaking about um, how much crap is in our food. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, I was approached by a journalist to mm-hmm. do a project with her for a newspaper, a national newspaper, and it was to cut out sugar from my diet completely for 14 days. Mm-hmm. No sugar, no honey, no agave, what? no maple so syrup. not just refined? Not no just sugar. refined, no sugar. Mm-hmm. And how, what kind of effect does that have on you? So the first three days were torture. Mm absolute mm. torture but actually once you get into the the vibe of it mm-hmm. you actually you you sleep better you have mm. more energy but the thing i found really really interesting as a consumer i had to make the trip to the supermarket see what was what had sugar in it mm-hmm. i will tell you now if a food is made by a human hand mm. so do you know we're not talking yeah. fruit and vegetable and meat if mm. something is put together by humans yep. it will have sugar in it mm-hmm. and the reason it's got sugar in it is that it's got preservatives in it so it has a sh- longer shelf life and they use the sugar to hide that yep. like tomato sauce has sugar mm-hmm. oxo cubes have sugar mm-hmm. some pastas have sugar mm-hmm. do you know there is sugar in literally everything yep. that's been touched by the hand of man yeah and i think until we tackle that as a problem that as a society why do we need to have meat in our fridge that will last a week. Mm. Do you know? And do you know what? I'm saying this in a really privileged position that I can go to the shops two or three times a week. Do you know, I can pick up stuff for a couple of days, go back again. I don't have children. So I understand that this is from a really selfish, self-indulgent point of view that I can live that kind of lifestyle. But mm. again, if we just become a bit more mindful of not having to have stuff like, like instead of buying your meat from a supermarket, go to a butcher and put it in the freezer. Mm. And these kind, these small things are going to amount to the shift and the change that we need to make mm. as a society in the UK, I think. Well, you just have to know what you're putting into your body, yeah. basically. The more you know, the more powerful you are against all of these things. Like, <laughs> but information. Then we, yeah, yeah, but we come back as well to where like children needing to know where food comes from mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whose responsibility is this mm. the problem is is now we're so far into that problem mm. when people say well it's the parents responsibility mm. to do it but like a 30 year old like couple that has kids that are already five yeah i'm sorry but they already not probably been taught like this mm. is just a cycle yeah it is so 
you said Pam that when they come to um, school, it's now the damage is done. I, I'm not completely, completely agreeing with this. I, I understand that it's it will be very hard very hard but I think that if we start by tackling instead of tackling ads after 9 p.m mm-hmm. um, before 9 p.m let's tackle what's available in our school <laughs> because like you said like if a child doesn't want to eat something um he's gonna wait for breakfast for example yeah. after yeah. well okay. if something bad is not available readily available for yep. them to eat in mm. a school for example well then it's only the healthy option yeah. or you starve yeah. Yeah, what are exactly. they gonna do they're probably after a week of protesting they're probably gonna have the healthy option and it's yeah. gonna build into them exactly. so i'm just i'm i'm thinking about this and i think it'll be hard it'll be a long process mm. but if it's tackled on the right fronts mm. yes yeah. <laughs> I think I yeah. I mean, this isn't a generational fix. This is multi generational. Mm. I think it's something that it's not a teacher's responsibility to mm. educate a child on what should eat. Mm. It's not a parent's responsibility to completely educate a child. It's a society's responsibility. It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we are all responsible for everyone else's children. Yeah, and I say this as a hypocrite, understanding that <laughs> my Instagram is all about food porn, but. <laughs> I like to think that I don't have many 15-year-olds that follow me on Instagram. I show the foods that I enjoy and take pleasure from mm. to other adults. Mm-hmm. If I was dealing with children, it would be a very, very different situation. Mm-hmm. I think we need to all be mindful as a society mm. to teach our children the right things. Mm. And I think, I think we are. I think we're by, by discussing it, by us sitting here having a conversation that 10 years ago would never have happened. I would have no. never taken a part in this conversation 10 mm-hmm, years ago mm-hmm. and wouldn't have had the knowledge to take part in this conversation 10 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. that I think that mm, hearts and minds are changing. And yeah. that's what it comes down to. Mm. But still have your treats. Yeah. Let's that's balance. <laughs> it's really, all, yeah. yeah, that's, that's essentially Honestly. what it is. It's life should be about balance mm-hmm. and mindfulness and being aware. And, and joy and, yeah, around and, food. Yeah. And being kind and thoughtful and I think that applies to food as well Mm -hmm. so be kind to your body put the right thing into it and enjoy it (laughs) eat the Mars bar just just not all of them not deep fried not Not deep fried not deep fried no no don't eat it deep fried (laughs) thanks for listening to the Entitled Food Podcast as always, don't hesitate to follow us on Instagram to get updated on our next episode at The Floating Designer, The Ginger Ale, and Glasgow Food Geek. <laughs>